0: Oh, Sahana Babatu, Sahana Punatu, Sahavi Yam Karavahay. They just we now a shanti. shanti. So we're starting, um, this is class 26 of this book, starting chapter eight, Culmination of Human Life. And in this topic, we discuss the role of religion. What is the role of religion? We all follow some
1: sort of religion. Have you asked why? What should you gain from following a religion? Anybody?
2: Gain knowledge? Way of life? Knowledge? Knowledge on, sorry? Way of life. Conducting yourself in life.
0: How to conduct yourself. Way of life, yeah? Anybody else? Why do we follow a religion? We all do. To gain in a piece. Gain in a piece. Very good. Who was that? Dharmesh. Damesh in a piece. Perfect. That should be the goal. That should be the goal. Okay, great. What else? Yeah, sorry, settles here as well.
3: I think it should teach us how to Become a better human being and to gain
0: inner peace. Become a better human being and gain inner peace. Yep,
3: teaches us.
0: Teaches us how to do that.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right, all right answers, by the way. There's no wrong answer. Everyone follows a religion for a purpose. They get something from it. We're just, we're just analysing what everyone gets from it. Anything else, Anybody? anything I've missed?
3: Hi, this is Asha Patel.
0: Yeah, Asha, hi, uh, welcome. Hi, uh, to engage in a material mode of goodness. Material mode of goodness. That's a term I've not heard, can you explain?
3: Yeah, I think just our way of life okay. and our regularly interactions with people, our behavior.
0: So um, develop just our personality so we can contact our fellow human being in a better way. Yes. Perfect. This is exactly what we're studying. Anybody else?
1: Okay. So what is the role of religion?
0: So according to the Vedas, we're going to discuss what is the role of religion. So the way we do this for the, for the newcomers, um, I know you haven't all got this book, Uh, Most of the the, uh, students in the class have got this book, but Sittel will be reading from this book, uh, each paragraph, and then we will be discussing it, I'll be explaining what it means, and we'll make sure that everyone understands. So,
1: first paragraph.
3: The word religion is derived from two Latin terms, re and ligare. Re means back, Again, Nigari means to bind, join. Religion is meant to unite one back to one's original origin, origin, the Supreme Self. Every human being is born with inherent desires which separate him from the Self. The Self within is the abode of absolute knowledge, peace, and bliss. So are you born, divorced from the Self. Having lost the core of your personality, you have meandered into its enveloping seats of the body, mind and intellect. You are now caught up in the maze of perception, emotion and thought. Religion, diverted into dogmatic outwards, essentially relieves you from the persecutions of your material equipments and reveals your spiritual self. It is a mysterious process by which your mind-intellect traces back and loses itself in the The inscrutable source, Atman, the Supreme Self, the soul of all religion. Religion therefore is used to regain your lost identity with yourself, attain the ultimate spiritual enlightenment.
1: Did everyone manage to hear what she said? Let me speak a bit louder. Yes. So, great. Thank
0: you. Amrit, um, nice to see you. So, the role of religion. Religion is a Latin word. It means to reunite. Why would you reunite? I mean, why would you have to learn how to reunite? It, To reunite, it would suggest that you've
1: separated from something. This is what the word religion means to reunite, to join back to something. It means that you have separated from something which you need to join back to. What is that something? Anyone? What is that something? God. God, yeah, perfect. You're regular. Okay. Is that Dharmesh again? Yeah. Welcome. God,
0: Atman, Spirit, Brahman, whatever name you want to call it, what makes you the person you are that elevens you? As I said earlier in the introduction, human being is made up of the body, the mind, the intellect and the spirit, the living factor. These are the four
1: components. So it's saying that we've separated from that spirit, and we've now only find us dwelling in the body, mind, intellect. They
0: say that this body, mind, intellect is not really you. Spirit is what you are. You are God. In fact, the whole of Bhagavad Gita, it's 702 verses, all it's trying to portray is the fact that you are God.
1: Brahman is within you. You are that spirit. You're not who you think you are. This is what we have separated from. So religion helps you to join back to that. That is your true nature. Dharmesh, you are not Dharmesh. You're God, you're the self. Yatman. So why are you separated? Why are you separated in the first place? Any idea? Why are you separated? Magna? Magna? Desires. Desires. How many desires does everyone have? Desires in the world. This is what
0: separates you from God. The more desires, the further you are away from your true origin. It's recording the body, desires for the mind, emotions, desire for the intellect, knowledge, all these three things and desires are never ending by the way, they carry on, throughout this life, throughout the next life, throughout the life after, it's been carrying on and it will never stop, it only stops if you stop it, you actively put in effort to stop, only then they'll they'll stop, Otherwise, even a person who's 90 years old will have so many desires. If only I had done this, if only I had done that,
1: they never stop. So you're born because of your desires.
0: So desires are the barrier between you and the self and God. That's why desires are referred to as the devil in certain... uh, religions, in certain cultures, even in Christianity, heaven and hell, they're not geography places, they're a state of mind, when you're agitated, you're in hell, when you're happy and peaceful, you're in heaven, desires are fulfilled, you're happy and peaceful, Desires not fulfilled, you're agitated and unhappy, this is life, so, you've all heard of the three yogas, karma, bh- karma yoga, bhakti yoga, jnana yoga, it's given in the Bhagavad Gita. Those three yogas, if you
1: practice them, helps you reduce your desires.
0: That's why they're there. And as you reduce your desires, you're able to think more of that self, that God principle when you, in you. So this paragraph is saying you are now lost in your material layers, in your body, mind, and intellect. Perceptions of the body, your five senses. You contact the world with hearing, smelling, touching, tasting, seeing. This is how you contact the world. Those are your five senses. They take in stimuli to your mind and your intellect. So we're all lost in that now. This is our life now. So religion takes you back to the self, makes you, gives you the knowledge to understand who you really are. But when you follow any religion properly, its role is to get you to back to your original self. Any religion, it doesn't matter which religion you follow, if that's what it does for you and it helps you to get back, then you follow it.
1: So how does it happen?
0: It's a process. You have to put in effort. It's a process, and the mind and intellect finds its way back, and then loses itself in the source, the Atman. This is the state we call self-realization, enlightenment, moksha, liberation. Different words meaning the same. You've got rid of all your desires, and you've now become self, Atman. Many people have managed to do that. Great sages in our past have done that. Human beings like me and you. When you reach that state, it's the state of absolute knowledge. Highest amount of happiness and bliss. You become all-knowing. Meaning you understand the truths of life. What is real and unreal? Gain the ultimate happiness, true bliss.
1: Any questions? So this is the role of religion. Any questions? Dev, your mic
0: is off. off. Then we reach to the soul. But can um, you you repeat that? Your mic was off.
2: Yeah, you said um, once we get rid of all the desires. Yeah. Then we reach to our soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the desires cannot be bad, isn't it? There can be two different types of desires. One is for yourself, that's for the self. And other is to do better for others. Mm-hmm. So what sort of desires that we have to get rid of? Only the one which for self?
0: Ultimately, all desires. Yes. Because the equation is God... Plus desires equals human being. Yeah? So human being minus desires equals God. So ultimately, all desires. But the process of reducing your desires, unselfish desires will help you to reduce your own desires. It's a process. The more selfish desires, the greater the desires increase. When you're doing unselfish desires, then your personal desires are not increasing. But very good question. And this is exactly what we're studying. The whole process is how do we reduce our desires? Because it's the desires that brings you happiness or unhappiness. If it's fulfilled, you're happy. If it's not fulfilled, you're agitated. This is life and not all desires can be fulfilled. But the answer to your question is all desires. See, when a, say, when a spiritual person goes to the Himalayas and his, his home is a cave, all he has is the rags, he's wearing uh, a bottle for the water and for the food he goes and begs. Whatever he gets, he eats. So that's a state of no desires. It's one desire to reach that goal. So ultimately, that's what it is. I'm not saying that we should all do that, yeah? But when you follow this path, the result is that you become happier, become more content. You may not reach that goal, doesn't matter. But the journey itself brings a lot of peace and happiness. Mm-hmm. Any other questions in that paragraph? Everyone understand the role of religion? Is to help you to reach that, it help to help you to both your body, mind and intellect and get to the self. That is the role of religion.
3: Okay, good. The state of being lies within you. Yourself, Atman, Brahman is supreme. You will have to transcend the limitation of your body, mind and intellect, to reach yourself. The sense organs of the body cannot perceive it, nor the emotions of the mind feel it, nor the thoughts of the intellect conceive it. Yourself is the subject, not the object of experience. Hence, you cannot contact the self with your material equipments. You can only become the self by pursuing the spiritual path. Like the dreamer, dreaming the waker, the dreamer also cannot perceive, feel or conceive the waker with the dream body, mind and intellect. The dreamer can only transform himself into the waker. The role of religion is to bring about the transformation from the waking state to self-realization. That is the goal of human existence. You become all knowing, all blissful.
0: So it's saying the self is your core and it is enveloped by your body, mind and intellect. So we need to go beyond our body, mind and intellect to reach the self. It's saying the self is the subject, not an object of experience. So what does that mean? Look through a telescope, you see the landscape, you can see everything through the telescope, but there's only one thing you cannot see with the telescope, what is that?
1: Meghna?
3: Yourself.
0: Yourself. You cannot see yourself with the telescope. Similarly, you cannot see that inner spirit within you with the body, mind, intellect. You can only see outwards. In order for you to get to the self, it's an experience. You have to go within. You cannot use your external tools to see in it's saying you cannot contact the self of your sense organs with your eyes ears nose taste touch you can't smell or hear yourself you can't feel the self of your mind and its emotions neither can you apprehend it with the intellect see right now we're learning we're gaining knowledge but the intellect cannot contact the self what can you
1: do? Yeah. How do we contact the self? Anyone? Meditation. Meditation, yeah,
0: that is a process. Increase your knowledge of the um, inner self. It's yeah, a but what's the transformation? You have knowledge now, Rabbi. You've been coming to classes for one year, you have the knowledge. Now, how do you transform that knowledge into that experience? Yeah.
2: Put it into practice.
0: Practice. Practice experience. Oh, all right, yeah. But what we're saying is that we can only become the self, we can only become that entity. And it gives an example. When you're sleeping, you're dreaming. Hmm? You have no knowledge of this person that's awake. In the dream, you can be anyone, any person. You can be rich, you can be poor, you could be a murderer, you could be a priest, you could be anything in the, in the dream. Yeah. But does that person in the dream has knowledge of this person in the wake, waking state? doesn't. He can't contact the waker, can he,
1: from the dream? How does it become the waker?
0: Hmm? How does he become the waker from the dream? Meghna? Deep You have to
3: wake
0: up. You have to wake up. The alarm bell goes off, you wake up. Oh, I'm glad I woke up. That was a really bad dream I was having. Oh damn, I better wake up. That was a lovely dream I was having. You can only wake up from the dream. So, it's a transformation. You can only transform yourself from the dream to the waking state. So similarly, what they're saying right now, you're the waker. Yeah. I hope you're awake. By the way,
3: mm-hmm.
0: we can only transform ourselves to become that realization, that self-realization. We can only transform ourselves to become God. That transformation happens with, as you said, Ravi, knowledge. As someone said, meditation, that is the process of that transformation. But it's an experience just like the dreamer becoming the waker, a similar experience to that. That's why we can contact the self. We can only become the self, that God principle, that Atman, that resides in everybody, in everything. You gotta understand this is a philosophy.
1: Any questions? Does everyone understand that?
3: Your body, mind and intellect transact pleasure, love and knowledge, but they cannot provide you with ultimate satisfaction, contentment Fulfillment in life. The more the pleasures your body indulges in, the more you seek. Likewise, the more love your mind is involved in, the more you want. So does your intellect crave for more and more knowledge. There is no end to sensual gratification, emotional contentment, or intellectual satisfaction. Hence, all the happiness derived from material equipments is limited wanting. You can never find cessation through the avenues. For attaining the absolute happiness, you will have to go beyond the precincts of your body, mind and intellect and reach the self within. Therein lies the absolute happiness that you seek in vain in the external world.
1: So what does that say, paragraph? You understand this paragraph? You don't have to come to any more classes. You're there. (laughs) Anita, don't fall asleep.
0: You understand this paragraph? What does this paragraph say? Anyone? Please? A body, mind and intellect, contact the world and gain pleasure. Physical pleasure, emotional pleasure, intellectual pleasure, love, knowledge. But these are insatiable. What does that mean? Meghna? Um, It can't
3: be satisfied.
0: You'll never be satisfied. This is what it's saying. You'll never be content. Desires are never ending. You'll always want more. This is human nature. No matter how much you entertain the five senses, how much you see, how much you travel, how much you taste, you go to a Michelin star restaurant, you go every day, even that you'll be neutralized too. I want to eat Pani Puri instead now. I'm fed up of these Michelin star restaurants. You get neutralized to everything. That's the highest. Still, you're fed up. Why? Desires. Never ending. So you can never find the peace, happiness you're looking for with your body, mind and intellect. That's what it is. And it's saying that you can only reach the happiness you're looking for by reaching the self. The true nature. Only that experience can give you the satisfaction you're looking for. But because of our ignorance, our lack of understanding, we are looking for it in the world. We're looking for it in the wrong place. This is what it's saying. But I don't blame you guys for not believing it. Because we're all living in the world and we're experiencing it. So I don't blame you if you don't <coughs> believe that statement. But this is the goal.
1: And that can only from, come from experience. Any questions on that paragraph? Yep. No.
0: Yeah? Okay. So just just take it as philosophy for now, yeah? Because it's difficult for you to get your head around that because we're experiencing the world, we're enjoying the world. Yeah, and, I'm, and, we're, and they're saying that there is no happiness in the world. How can we believe that? Yeah, it's difficult for us to believe that. Anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah.
3: So can I clarify that this chapter is saying that we experience a positive experience Mm -hmm. and we get attached to that. Mm -hmm. Um, but whilst we're enjoying that experience, actually the reality is, is that I'm becoming more attached Mm -hmm. because it's pleasurable and that's going to cause me more problems because I want that to last.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And the reality is, is that nothing lasts, yeah. it's forever changing,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and therefore I'm in a constant state of agitation in effect.
0: The paragraph before we just said the happiness we're looking for cannot be found in the world. But people experience these joys and happiness from objects and beings, that's why they pursue it. And even if, you t- like I said, you tell them there's no happiness in it, they don't believe it. You go to an ice cream parlor, you go to Hagen-Dazs, you buy a double scoop of your favorite ice cream, you lick it, what happens? What happens?
2: Your desire fulfilled, so you are happy.
0: Desire fulfilled, happy, you get pleasure. How, who, who, you can't deny that. So how can we say, then, that ice cream doesn't have any pleasure in it? You see the problem?
2: I think the direction of happiness is from within to outside, instead of from the object to ourselves.
0: Dev, you've read ahead. (laughs) But this is the problem, that's why it's difficult to explain to human beings that there's no pleasure and happiness in these objects and beings. They, they contact and they get a pleasure, but these masters are saying, they are saying that these objects and beings have no pleasure. How can that be? Is that you understand it after this class. You may understand it academically, but it's difficult to live it. It's no one's fault. This is how it is for all of us. See, the world is like a magnet. Our body, mind, intellect is like a lump of iron. The world draws us in, and it's difficult to fight it. All of us. This is how it is. It attracts us with all the beautiful things in the world. So, we believe it gives us happiness, we believe it gives us pleasure, and we continue with that thought. It's very difficult to persuade people that it's a ridiculous pursuit of happiness in the world. But this is what these great sages are saying. Why would someone prefer to live in a cave, middle of nowhere, Rather than living in the world and enjoying life, what do they know
2: that we don't know? They don't have any influences from the world, so they have hand,
1: hand less desires. Absolutely,
0: but they must have made a decision. I don't want to live in the world. If it brings them so much happiness and peace that we all say it does, why would someone with knowledge leave? And live in a cave. And be content and happy with it.
2: And call us fools. That's the ultimate desire, is to cut away from everything. So the only way you can do it is to give up all luxuries and become one with yourself.
0: Yep, absolutely. But to come to that conclusion, this is our goal, isn't it? This is what we're saying at the moment. Because they've realized that there's no happiness in the world. And that's why they've decided to do that. But we're still in it. We're still finding happiness and peace. We think we are in the world. So we're not made that decision yet. Ultimately, the person knows there isn't. Hence, he goes and lives in seclusion. They've understood. It's false happiness. We have not have to it. That's why we pursue it. Any questions?
2: I mean, isn't, isn't that also a kind of a desire for them to live in a cave? So they even have got, haven't got rid of the desire, isn't it?
0: Well, um, as dharma said, they've, they're living in a cave to reach a certain state. Their desire is to reach a certain state. So they're sitting in a cave meditating because they know that that will get them to that goal that in in itself is a desire absolutely but they've understood that the world is not going to give me the going to take me to where i want to get to it's not going to be it doesn't give me the peace and happiness it's calling us fools you're still in it get out of it see ultimately Ultimately, what does the scripture say? The world is an illusion. Hmm? Ultimately, the scripture says the world is Maya, an illusion, and we're caught up in it. But we're not under we're not understood that. This is the problem. It's just like in the dream. You think the dream is real for the who? The dreamer. He's chased by a person in a dark alley, he's sweating, you're sweating. In bed, why? Because they think it's real in the dream. They don't know it's a dream. Only when you wake up you realise, oh what was I doing? It was a dream. (coughs) It was real. Similarly, in the waking world, everything is real for you. Every only when you reach the next stage you realise, yeah, this was also a dream. Why was I working nine to five every day just to earn money? You know, I had so much money already, why was I doing that? Why was I wasting my time with all this nonsense? We're not saying it's wrong. But this is what actually drives us, isn't it? So what they're saying is we're living in it, we're living in the world, hence we don't understand. Lack of knowledge and understanding. I just um, yeah. might just also add that obviously when you're working towards increasing your knowledge and looking within yourself um, using that example as you said the sadhu that goes away and then um, meditates but as part of yourself you have to f- also fulfill your obligations you you have as you said you go to work nine to five and that you question obviously why you do that when you've got sufficient money but you've got to fulfil your role so uh, arguments say me as a father and a husband, I have my obligations to my family. So I've got to fulfill them at the same time. Do I not? Uh, we're not questioning that. Everyone has an obligation to fulfill and we have to fulfill it. We're not saying you should run away from your obligations. We're just trying to understand the facts of what the world is, what it offers us and analyzing how we live every day. Yeah, what motivates us every day? This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about obligations. Yeah, everyone needs to fulfill their obligations. But we're trying to understand better what life is. Yeah. We're trying to create an awareness by studying the subject so that you can think about life. Think about your actions, think about the world. Next time you're agitated, you can think, why am I agitated? And that thinking process will stop the agitations if you have a better understanding. This is what it's about.
3: This strange phenomenon of deriving happiness from where it does not exist is well portrayed in the reflection of light. The sun above is one, while the reflections of the sun are innumerable in the countless reflecting media in the universe. There is light in the sun alone. The reflections have no light inherent. You appreciate this when you get close and examine them carefully. So it is with the objects and beings of the world. They do not contain any pleasure or joy. It is the bliss of the self that is reflected in them. What you enjoy is the reflected bliss. You will realize this when your intellect gets closer and examines them. That the bliss is within you, not in the external world.
0: Well, what does that say? We have to discuss this now as a group so that we understand it. What does that say? <laughs>
2: We are happiness, not what we we do.
0: Damesh, can you expand on that?
2: The only one who can make yourself happy is yourself. Okay. And happiness is what we are.
0: Okay, so then, based on that statement then, Damesh, you should be, and all of us should be, happy all the time, no matter what... But the problem is, we're looking
2: at what, what, what actions we do to make us happy.
0: So this we're looking now. At... The goalpost has been moved. Hmm. not permanently happy, are we?
2: No, because we're looking at happiness as what other people see us as being happy. What, what we, how we interact with the world to make us happy. And that's yep. where we get lost. That's the illusion.
0: That's the illusion. So this is what we're learning, isn't it? How to get out of that. Because your first statement said that we are happiness. And if that statement is correct, then we should be happy permanently. Correct? Correct. Okay. But we're not. Hence, we have to wake up Sunday morning and study this subject. Yes. Great. So, what it's saying, as Dharma said rightly, we, happiness is within us. The self is
1: the highest happiness you can get, blissful.
0: But as we examine the world closer with our intellect, with our buddhi, you understand that the joy we find in the world is reflected bliss of the self, it's saying. The world itself contains no joy. Now, this is a hard one to get your head around. It gives an example. There's only one sun. And when it shines, the light is reflected everything in the world. You see a mirror, for example, lying on the floor and it's sunning, and the, the sunshine is shining. You go to the mirror, it's reflecting that light. The mirror does not have any light in it, does it? There is no light in the mirror, it's a reflection. Everything is a reflection in the world why when the sun goes away is darkness and there's no reflection because the sun is gone. but there's no light in the world is there it's actually in the sun but we see light everywhere so when you examine the object you realize there is no light in the object it's merely a reflection of the sun another example sun goes out the night falls and there's a moon and this Light v- brightly lit up is there light on the moon. What's a question Is there light on the moon?
2: Yes, it's a reflection of the sun.
0: So, is there light on the moon? No. Uh, no. Okay, so there isn't. So, what are you seeing? Is the reflection of the sun, isn't it? Correct. But you tell someone who doesn't know there isn't light on the moon, but there's no light. What will they be saying? You go to the village, they have no knowledge of sun, moon, anything. And you look and you said, Look, there's the moon, there's no light on the moon. You know that. They're saying, at me, what are you talking about? Look, there's light, I can see my I can read a book under that light. How are you telling me there's no light on the moon? I can see it. I can feel it. How are you can explain to that person there's no light on the moon? You refuse to understand. You can, how are you gonna explain to him it's a reflection of the sun? It's difficult, isn't it? Death? It's again like the ignorance. Ignorance. It's difficult, isn't it? Similarly, they're saying There is no happiness in these objects and beings. Just like the person is seeing the light, feeling the light, reading the book underneath that light, cannot understand there's no light on the moon. We are in the same boat. We can't understand that there's no pleasure, no happiness from objects and beings. Because we're experiencing it. So for now, we just have to accept the fact that this is what the philosophers are saying. There is no happiness, it's a reflection of you, your bliss, yourself, that you're seeing. But let's leave it there for now, because as we said, we're all in it. We're all in that illusion, that it's difficult to understand that. But just accept, or don't accept, this fact, for now, that there's no happiness in, in the world. As you get more experience, but keep it in the back of your mind because when you're contacting an object or being keep that thought in the back of my, your mind you see if you if, if you have an argument with your you love your partner okay you have an argument with your partner next day do you still find get out of my sight Do you still find happiness from that person why because there's anger within you. You don't see this person in the same way. Why? Because you've had an argument. That person gave you so much peace and happiness the day before. But today, this morning, you've had an argument. Why is that peace and happiness not there now? It's you that portray that peace and happiness. This is an example.
1: Emma? Really?
0: Make sense? So the peace and happiness is within you. So let's leave it as that for now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, people devote all their time and energy to worldly acquisition and enjoyment. They spend their lifetime in acquiring material wealth and trying to find enjoyment in what they have acquired. So are the ignomeruses lost in the world, seeking the bliss of the self. In its reflected images, succumbing to peer pressure, you follow the same pattern of life. Your worldly pursuits sooner or later lead you to despair. You remain confused and confounded. You need not lie low in this state of despair. Wake up to the realities of life. Get wiser in the eternal truths. Use your intellect to examine the objects and beings that seem to have pleasure and joy. Study them carefully. Understand their hollowness and look for the real source of happiness within you. Seek the Supreme Self, the abode of external peace and bliss.
0: Eternal peace and bliss. So what does that paragraph say?
1: What do we do as human beings, spend our life? What do we do, how do we spend our life?
3: Acquiring things and looking for enjoyment. Who said that? Shashi
0: she? yeah. We spend our life in acquisition and enjoyment. If you think about it, analyze all your actions, you, it will boil down to that.
1: You buy a house, you enjoy living in it. You buy a car, you enjoy driving it. You build a tennis court, enjoy playing in it. You get a partner, you enjoy the company.
0: So because the ignorant of the fact that there is no pleasure in these things, we spend most of our life acquiring material wealth to enjoy. This is our life. And it actually goes on
1: forever name one person who said i've got enough i don't need anything more
0: the richest person wants more rich once he's got so much money it moved to something else power i want power you look at some of these leaders trump for example how much richness he's got how much money he's got doesn't it doesn't do anything for him anymore now he wants power Next election, I need to win. Why?
1: Name, fame, power.
0: That's what everybody's after. Status. Name, fame, power, status. We spend all our life doing this. We're just analyzing. We follow the herd instinct. Most of humanity is caught up in this. Acquisition and enjoyment latest computer, latest iPad, phone, 3G, 4G, 5G, everything. We just want new things and enjoy because we think it gives us happiness. And if you analyze are all our motivations, this is our life. We're just analyzing, yeah? We're not saying it's right or wrong. Please don't misunderstand. These classes are to make you think. We don't get time to think of ourselves, of what we're doing, our actions, our motivations. This class is to make you think. So we need to understand the futile pursuit for joy in the world and seek the self within. That's the only place you'll find what you're looking for. But we won't come to that conclusion until we've done everything we want to do in the world and think, you know what, I'm fed up now. There must be more to life than this. When you come to that state, then you start searching. There must be more to life than this. Acquisition and enjoyment. There must be more to life than this. When you come to that state of realization, that's when you start inquiring. Until then, it's very difficult. Only you can come to that
1: state of mind. There must be more to light than this Any questions:
0: So those of you who are new to this class, it, it may seem a little bit abstract, but what we're covering today is quite relevant, and um, you will get an idea of that, because it concerns you. All human beings are the same.
1: If you're a human being, then this is relevant. Any questions? So there's a poem we're gonna finish off with today. Yeah, so has a
3: question. So, I think previously we'd said that Relatively, our body, mind, and intellect can't perceive the self. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And in the paragraph we've just covered, it says happiness is within us. Mm -hmm. The joy in the world is only the reflected bliss Mm -hmm. of the self. Um, So if I... It's like like I'm never going to be able to... Think of it because we've just said that the body, mind, and intellect can't perceive the self. Mm -hmm. So, if we are all looking for eternal peace and bliss, Mm -hmm. and they're saying it's only from the self, yet my body, mind, and intellect can't perceive the self, Mm -hmm. does that mean I'm never going to be joyful and happy?
0: It's relative. See, while you contact the world, you get a sense of peace and happiness, which is relative. it will never content you because you'll always be looking for more. And that's a fact. Because as human beings, our desires are endless. Mind is never satiated. It's not you. It's everybody. Everyone's mind. As we said before to um, class members, your your mind is like a 12 year old. Is a 12 year old ever content? you always wants more and more and more. Yeah. Desires keep changing, mind keeps changing. Similarly, all of us, our mind is like a child. Only the intellect, the buddhi can control it. And that's where the desires manifest. So we'll never be content. This is what the point is. Until we reach that state. So as long as you're getting relative peace and happiness, you're happy. You don't know any better. that happiness where it's coming from,
3: it's coming from
0: oh. and this is exactly what they're saying that you may be gaining that peace and happiness in the world when you lick that ice cream you get happiness but you don't know where it's coming from because of our ignorance you don't know that the happiness is inside you as I said your partner is angry you are angry at your partner you don't get the same happiness from that person temporarily Because the happiness is coming from within, you're not, your state of mind is such. He buys you some flowers, your mind changes, ah, he loves me, Uh, I was so angry unnecessarily. Back to to normal, who's changed, you've changed, your outlook to that person has changed because of some, some gesture that they've done, regardless of what that is but it's you that change your stance your perceptions
1: any other questions
0: so the bottom line here what we're saying is if you're unhappy if you're if you're agitated if you're not content with life who's to blame look within yourself Who's to blame for that uncontentment? Us, yourself. 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 How many people blame themselves when they're unhappy? It's always he done that. They didn't do that. They didn't promote me. They told me bad things. Huh? It's everyone's fault but ourselves. Why This is what the point they're trying to make you contact the world, it's in your hands if you want peace and happiness or not. And if you don't get it, it's no one's fault but yours.
3: So so are you saying that we are constantly or more often than not looking within rather than looking outward to the world? will automatically be happy, regardless of the situation, the circumstances. Because if we're looking within, then we're thinking of the self. Yep. So that's what you're saying.
0: You're absolutely right to a certain extent. But we're living in this world. So things affect us. If you understand the madness, if you understand that you're not this body, mind, intellect, you're not this... Person, this material being, you're the self. Then you're less affected because you have an argument against anything that happens to you. Okay, this is temporary. I'm the self. I'm not this person, Magna Patel. I'm the self. What's af- What's been affected is your body, mind, intellect, not your true personality. But we don't understand that. We can't. When we're angry, we can't remember that. That's why we get affected. So it's, this whole journey is to understand that. And when we, the more we understand that, the less affected we are in the world. And it's a personal development. This whole journey is developing yourself, your outlook to life and developing your personality. And this is exactly what we're studying. How do we develop a personality? How can I become a better human being? How can I get more happiness from the world? Okay, I'm contacting the world. It's in my hands. The problem is the world is always changing and you're always changing. there's always conflict. You contact your partner, that, your partner's changing. If you're married, the person you married for 10 years, the person you married is not the same person you've married now 10 years later. They're different, you're different. If you expect them to be the
1: same, then who's wrong? It's you. Wrong
0: expectations. Remember, yeah? It's never your partner's fault. It's always your fault. You will have a peaceful marriage. Harmonious marriage. No conflicts. You're right. I'm wrong. Try that for a week. Let me know how it goes next week, yeah? Yeah. Can you imagine both of you doing the same thing? See, if one of you are coming to class, you can do it. But if both of you are doing it, then wow.
1: What
0: problems? What conflicts? Ravi, what conflicts? Shamila, you're always right. Where will there be conflict? Tell me. In fact, one day she'll turn around and say, Ravi, no, you're wrong. I'm wrong, I'm wrong this time. You're right. She will turn around and say that to you. Yeah, and then I'll wake up. (laughs) Try it.
1: (laughs) It was a good dream. (laughs)
0: Try it. Experiment. See how life
3: changes.
0: (laughs) See, that's an experiment how happiness is in your own hands. Who's got a question? Rames? Who's Rames, by the way? You have a question? So there's a lot of nicknames which, I don't know who they are, by the way. So um, I don't know who I'm talking to. Anybody have a question? No? So we're going to read a poem, English poem, by William Cowper. And this poem talks about the the pursuits of the human race. The poem is called Pineapple and the Bee. And it draws a similarity between human beings and the bee. So there's a bee flying past a window and there were pineapples three, three, three pineapples in a row the bee was attracted by the fragrance of the pineapple and decided he would like some in other words a desire manifested for some pineapple he was looking for a way to enter but the glass was in the way So He spent the day then went away frustrated
1: So I'll read the poem.
0: It's an English poet, William Cowper. The pineapples in triple row were basking hot and all in blow. A bee of most discerning taste perceived the fragrance as he passed. On eager wing the spoiler came and searched for crannies in the frame. Urged his attempt on every side to every pain his trunk applied. But still in vain the frame was tight and only pervious to the light. Thus having wasted half the day, he trimmed his flight another way. Methinks, I said, this is the poet saying, in thee I find the sin and madness of mankind. The joys forbidden, man aspires. So with vain desires. Folly the spring of his pursuit, and disappointment all the fruit. While Cynthia ogles as she passes, the nymph between two chariot glasses. She's the pineapple, and he the silly unsuccessful bee. The maid who views with pensive air, the show glass fraught with glittering wear. Sees watches, bracelets, rings, and lockets, but sighs at thoughts of empty pockets. Like thine, her appetite is keen, But ah, the cruel glass between. Our dear delights are often such, Exposed to view but not to touch. The sight our foolish heart inflames, We long for pineapples in frames. With hopeless wish one looks and lingers, One breaks the glass and cuts his fingers. But they whom truth and wisdom lead Can gather
1: honey from a weed. So what's this poem talking about?
0: Poet is comparing the bee to us humans. Anyone?
2: It's so basically a reflection of um, the discussion that we had today.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: In a nutshell.
0: So you'll have to explain that.
2: If, if there is, um, if you don't understand the barrier, which is a glass in this case, between yeah. ourselves and the desire that we wish to achieve, um, we will never reach there.
0: Mm. See, what it's saying is that the bee wanted to eat pineapple, but there's a glass in between. Are pineapples meant for the bee? It's in the shop window. Is it for the bee? He spends half a day trying to find a hole in the glass. Couldn't get through, and then he decides, "I've had enough. Let me leave." So he's comparing the bee's desires to us human beings. We spend half of our life looking for peace and happiness. How? Through acquisition and enjoyment. We don't achieve it because it's saying that there is no peace and happiness in the world but it doesn't stop us from doing it the bees spent half a day trying to get in we do something similar also we don't realize that everything is not for us It's like the pineapples weren't meant for the bee your mind can desire anything did you know that morning you may wake up and think you know what I desire to go and fly to the moon is that possible? but the mind will desire it even for a split second
1: any desire can come up
0: (laughs) we don't know there are many things in the world that is not meant for us but we develop a desire for it so it gives an example Cynthia, a woman is passing by in a chariot. So in this case, for example, in today's day, a person's passing in a Rolls Royce or Bentley, you know, and we're, looking, we're standing on the side of the pavement. We see someone famous or powerful or beautiful person behind, and we have a desire. Oh, I wonder what it's like to be with that person. The desire just pops up. See, man or woman represents the most powerful sense object. See, in the scriptures they use whim, woman, but it means woman or man. Our five senses, taste, touch, hear, smell, hear. We can contact the fellow human being with all five senses. See, somebody probably likes to eat food, yeah? They like taste. One sense, the tongue, can destroy a human being. He becomes a beast. With a heart attack can die just for one sense object. One sense, the tongue. Somebody likes to see, go all over the world just to see different sights. Somebody smell. One sense object can kill you if you don't have it under control. A man or a woman, all five senses are in contact. Most dangerous to control. the most powerful sense object. Eyes can see beauty, nose can smell perfume, tongue can taste, skin can touch, ears can hear, sweet voice, we're finished.
1: So they're saying, you have to be careful.
0: So the fragrance attracts the bee to the pineapple, beauty attracts the man to a woman, a woman to a man. Second example, a maid looking in a shop window, someone passing Harrods, bracelets, lockets, rings, desires to have it, empty pockets. Harrods, they may have a watch for half a million pounds or a bracelet for two million pounds. You may like, like the look of it. The mind will say, I want it. Can't have it. There's always a glass in between. This is what they're saying. The glass represents obstacles in life. We're constantly craving more wealth, more power, more beauty. The cravings never stop.
1: And then the last paragraph says,
0: with hopeless wish one looks and lingers, one breaks the glass and cuts his fingers. Some people break the law. To get what they want. They'll rob a bank. Smash
1: the window. Desire is too strong. Then they have to suffer for that.
0: But they whom truth and wisdom lead can gather honey from a weed. Meaning, if you have wisdom, you understand life and the rules and laws of life, You can be happy all the time. So you have an understanding of life.
1: You understand my partner's nature is to be angry.
0: Your partner's always angry. You're upset. You understand my partner's nature is anger. Then where's the problem? Your husband drinks. Every time he drinks, comes home, you're angry. You can't become a teetotaler, that's his nature. You understand, it's my partner's nature. Where you can change things, you try. Where you can't, you have to accept it. It's not what you meet in life, but how you meet it. Any situation, we can still be happy, no matter what. So, that's where we need to get to, to that state. And nothing phases us. So this knowledge can help you do that. Any questions? So we open up the forum now for 10 minutes if anybody has any questions.
1: Ravi's asking a question.
0: Can you, can you ask that Ravi? Um, question from Priti, who's Pretty? A question: I'm pretty typed in saying, are having these desires wrong? As sometimes these obstacles can teach you lessons of life. So if you see, when you have a desire, you can either, through knowledge, you can either experience the desire or, with knowledge, eliminate it. Some. Desires, if it's so strong, you have to experience it and fulfill it. Some desires, which are weaker desires, you may say, you know what, I don't need that. Carry on walking past the shop. I've got two already. So you've eliminated, eliminated that desire. Some desires are so strong you have to experience it. Are having those desires wrong? No, they're not wrong. This is who you are. You are made up of your desires. This is your personality. You have to desire. You have to decide what desire is right and wrong for you. No one can tell you your it's wrong. Only you can decide. Welcome. So, I've got a whole screen with lots of names, but I don't know some of them. So, apologize for that. Probably recognize you if you had the picture, uh, if the picture was there, I'd recognize you, most of you, but I don't know all of you by name. So, a lot of people have these uh, pseudo names, so that uh, makes it more difficult, but it's fine. Any other questions from anyone? Any clarifications? Deb? Yeah.
2: Um, you said um, the ultimate goal everyone should be to eliminate most of the desires or almost all the desires like what saints do by living mm-hmm. in a cave. Now for all of us, um, reaching to that stage would be far reach, far-fetched. Um, what would be the first step you would suggest to experiment even in this week before we meet next week at, uh, to make a cave where we live? in our day-to-day circumstances. That would be the first step towards it.
0: So I would, uh, the first step, if you can, is have an awareness. See, so until now, you may, none of you, some of you may have not come across this subject. You may have never even thought about life in this way. Yeah, and now, you know, after one class, you have this knowledge and understanding, well, you have the knowledge, maybe not understanding, and you're looking at life in yourself in a different way. You know, so having that awareness, you know, when a desire pops up, for example, are you able to evaluate it? Think about it for a second. This desire has popped up. Let your intellect think about it. This desire has popped up. Let me let me be aware of it. Let me analyze what is this desire for. See, we're all in lockdown. You can't convert your home into a cave at this moment in time. Your kids will be knocking on your door, Papa, Papa, open. Your wife will be saying, "Sujan, sukham You know, it's difficult, yeah? (laughs) It's impossible. But inside you can create that cave.
2: Yeah, I was talking about that.
0: Yeah? Just being aware of people's nature around you. You know, you watch TV, what's going on in the world. Just being aware of everything. You're then thinking. As I suggested to Ravi, um, your partner is always right. Try that for a week. See how that works out. See if it brings any peace and happiness in your life. See, right now we have to just experiment. As you can become more established in this subject, you'll be more aware of everything that happens around you. You'll be more aware of your own actions, your own desires. You'll be start thinking inside, within. What is happening to me? Why am I feeling like this? Why am I thinking like this? Why am I affected? Why am I not affected? Is he gaining the knowledge? Right now we're like robots. I want that, I want to enjoy this. Now I want that, I want to enjoy this. We don't sit back and think what's going on in the world? What's going on in our life? What is my goal in life? What do I want to do?
1: How can I be happy? Is this making me happy? Just question your own thoughts. If you can do that, you've come a long way. Yeah, Dev, is that okay?
0: Yeah. Mental exercises at the moment. Yeah. But the world is so powerful. It's difficult to keep it up. But you know, baby steps. One step at a time, yeah. Mm baby steps. Any more questions from anyone? Any newbies? Any uh, the new, new people who have, who have taken part in this class? Any uh, questions or any um, comments?